Welcome back to Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for Scarecrow and Mrs. King fans. I'm joined by my friends and fellow podcasters, uh, Tay Johnston, Miranda Thomas, Jen Peterson, and I'm Lexi Fima. Today we're going to talk about Season 2, Episode 13, Spiderweb. So this episode first aired on January 14th, 1985, and it was filmed 14th out of 23 episodes, and it was shown 13 out of 23 the director is Harry Harris. He is a one and out director for SMK. Uh, he just does this one episode. He was born in 1922 in Kansas City, Missouri, and died in 2009 in Los Angeles, California at the age of 86. So a good long life. He had 87 directing credits, uh, including SMK, and three were for Remington Steel, uh, 32 for Falcon Crest, which was like a nighttime soap opera. Uh, for those that are too young, Lexi, uh, to know. Uh, three Spencer for Hire, six Magnum PIs, nine Sisters, and 35 Seventh Heavens, which was his uh, um, also his last um, directing gig. That's a good show. Yeah. Wasn't that guy like a uh, um, creeper? Like um, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen, whatever his name was, the lead the actor? dad. Yeah, wasn't he like a perv? I don't know. I think he was like a pedophile or something. Yeah. Um, Seventh Heaven. Actually, um, um, Beverly was on that show. Was she? Yeah. Oh, that's right. She was. Yeah. (laughs) Beverly was on that show. But yeah, he was, um, he did something. I should probably, I don't want to like say he was something he wasn't. Does anybody? Stephen Collins? Stephen Collins. Yeah, I just looked it up. Okay. What does it say? Was, doesn't he have something? He, uh, yeah, he sexually abused three girls. Like girls uh, meaning? Um, I'm reading it right now. Okay. Sexually abused underage girls uh, between 73 and 94. He exposed himself on two occasions to his first victim, a preteen, when he was 25. And, so he was oh, a serial yeah, creeper. This, this is too many. This is too many details. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He, he was, was a gross, and gross man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Lovely. The writers on this, there were a couple. Uh, The story was created by March Kessler, and this was his only uh, story or script that he did um, for SMK. And the teleplay was by Juanita Bartlett, uh, who was an executive producer, and also Stephen Hatman, who has written several SMK episodes that we've talked about in the past. The guest stars I want to talk about, there are four of them. Uh, Mitch Larner was played by Dana Elkar, and he was born in 1927, and he was born in Ferndale, Michigan, which isn't very far from Lexi and I. And True. He, yeah. And he died in 2005 in Ventura, California at the age of 77, and he True. acted and directed. Uh, he's a U of M alumni, so U of M uh, is University of Michigan, for those that aren't here in the mitten. And uh, he served a tour of duty in the U.S. Navy. And he is most known for his role as Pete Thornton in MacGyver from 1985 to 1992. He started uh, actually to lose his eyesight on the set of MacGyver uh, due to glaucoma, but he continued to act. And he had a total of 178 acting credits, which included Columbo, The Waltons, Beretta, The Rockford Files, A Six Million Dollar Man, Eight is Enough, Benson, Falcon Crest, Herbie the Love Bug. Remember that, guys? No. Yeah, okay. I like that show. <laughs> Yeah. Who was he in Herbie the Love Bug? I don't, I can't remember. I, I saw it and then I, I didn't make note of who he was because I didn't 
you know, I didn't, it's been a long time since I've seen that, but, um, Lexi, are you familiar with that at all? Is that the same thing as her being fully loaded? It's like, it's the little, <laughs> no. it's the little, um, it's the little doodle bug. Yeah, yeah. who was in the movie. It's yeah. just like Yeah, really that's it's up. just yeah, it was from um it was the original back in the day. It was just mm-hmm. like a little old 70s uh doodlebug. <laughs> yeah. Uh he was also in New Heart, Heart to Heart, Hardcastle McCormick, uh The Fall Guy, The A-Team, oh. Matlock, Law and Order, and then finally his last role was on the TV series ER in 2002. Um Margaret Brock was played by Priscilla Morrill. Uh, she was uh, also born in 1927, and uh, she was born and raised in Massachusetts, Boston area, and died in 1994 in L.A., California, at the age of 67. So she died 10 years earlier, but they were the same age uh, when they were born. Hmm. Well, everybody was the same age when they were born. <laughs> they were born the same year. Uh, she was in five episodes of Mary Tyler Moore, uh, two Maud. Uh, for All in the Family. She played Chrissy's mother in the Three's, in Three's Company, which I totally remember. And uh, she was in eight episodes of Family, uh, two Mork and Mindy's, and two Family Ties, The Golden Girls, 16 Santa Barbara episodes. I think that was a soap opera, right? Yes. Yeah, man, that was my staple in high oh, school. Oh, was it? Okay. Santa Barbara. <laughs> okay, okay. I was a guiding light lady, so I didn't watch that one. Uh, she was also in MacGyver, which um, we just talked about with Mitch, or sorry, with uh, Dana, too. Um, seven episodes of Newhart, and her fini- final acting job was playing Mrs. Rizzado in four episodes of Coach from 1989 to 1992. And an interesting fact with her, Jean Stapleton stated in an interview uh, for the Archive of American Television that that Priscilla Morrill was the stand-in for Jean in the ninth season episode of All in the Family, A Girl Like Edith, in which Stapleton had a dual role. So she was like her stand-in for her, because they looked very similar. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's why I called it an interesting fact. (laughs) Well, apparently she knew all of the producers since she was in uh, Maud and she was in yep. All the Family. And, yep. you know, so, makes yep. sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, Bryce Topping uh, character was played by Bob Segrin. He was born in 1946 in Pomona, California. Uh, he's still alive. And um, he only had 13 credits on, uh, to his name when he landed the role of Bryce Topping on Scarecrow. And only went on to have four more after SMK. Um, notable roles for him include The Love Boat, Soap, Wonder Woman, Charlie's Angels, which was in 1980, so no Kate there, uh, Fantasy Island, Fame, Dynasty, and his last role was in the miniseries Windmills of the Gods in 1988. And an interesting fact on him, as he was one of the world's top pole vaulters in the late 60s and early 70s, he won six national AAU and four NCAA titles indoors and outdoors. And indoors, he posted eight world bests between 1966 and 1969, and he was also Pan American Games champion in 1967. Oh, cool. But he yeah. didn't go to the Olympics. Nope, he didn't. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. I always want to be a pole vaulter. Really? That would freak me out. I'm, I don't like heights. A lot of gymnasts go pole vaulters because of their flexibility and, you know, um, but I think it'd just be fun trying to get up and over the pole. And it see it, it is fun, up. but it hurts and it's hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't imagine even trying to do it. One of my, my really close friends in high school was a pole holder, so I got to play with it, but oh, I yeah. was not good at all. <laughs> 
Yeah, that would be, oh, I would not like that. I don't like heights, so. Yeah, it takes a lot of upper body strength, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't have any of that either. Rena Alexian, played by Joan McMurtry, uh, was born in 1958 in Illinois, and SMK was her very first acting job. Lucky her. Uh, she was only 27 at the time, and she went on to have many more acting jobs, 74 to be exact, which included Moonlighting, Remington Steel, Family Ties, Cagney and Lacey, Mama's Family, Magnum P.I., Simon and Simon, L.A. Law, Jake and the Fat Man, Murder, She Wrote, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Frasier, E.R., Party of Five, Jag, and Everwood. Uh, the Bold and the Beautiful, Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, The Young and the Restless, and her most recent role as Helena Hapstall in How to Get Away with Murder in 2015. Dang. Yeah, so she had a lot, but if you, I mean, I wanted to read those only because so many of them are shows that I watched growing up, you know? Uh-huh. A lot of them, or at least I knew of them, you know? Anyways, those are the guest stars for this episode. So now that we know who was in the episode, here is the synopsis for Spiderweb. The agency finds that they have a leak when one of three incoming communist defectors is shot and killed right in front of them. And the prime suspect for the leak, Miss Amanda King. And you know what happens next. Chaos ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen to the last uh, podcast, Miranda? Did I listen to the one that we just did? Yeah. The, the one you... that you just released? Yeah. No, I have not listened to it yet. Well, you have to. Uh, Bruce Bruce does the intro for us. Yeah. And he says, and chaos ensues. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> and there's nothing like listening to that man say anything, but especially uh, something funny like that. That's cute. Yeah, it was nice. How fun. Mm-hmm. You'll never guess how the episode starts. <laughs> DC highlights. <laughs> it is. But it is. They have a really good um, uh, visual of the Jefferson Memorial. It's so pretty. Yeah, really pretty. And then uh, that's down the restaurant, Chez Taillere. That is down at the, down on the ranch, right? The WB Ranch. Down in Amanda's neighborhood, that's the same building structure that Harry's uh, Harry Thornton's apartment is in. Oh, is it? It sure looks like it. Can you, anybody else confirm that? I'm pretty sure that's what that is. I think you're probably right. I can't say for think, certain, but it looks like it. Pretty sure that that it is. They just added a canopy over yeah, the thing. It looks like it. Yeah. So they sure get their money's worth out of that thing. <laughs> out of everything really yeah really they show a lot of the same stuff but it's smart you know why re- reinvent the wheel right but you can't tell they dress it up so differently well, they you know, do they what they need yeah it's kind of cool okay so we are inside Shay Tyre and Billy is kind of wandering the restaurant in an odd way so apparently Billy is very impatient and doesn't want to wait anymore he's tried um, checked in uh, a couple times already and Lee and Francine are giving him a hard time about it saying you know if you call him one more time he's not going to answer or he's going to hang up so they're just waiting for the defector to show up mm-hmm. at the restaurant and uh, I do not like Francine's outfit or her hair it is not cute not her good look a good look for her at all isn't she wearing black yeah but it's just like 
old looking like her she looks like she's wearing like a helmet wig the feather earrings take up like her whole entire yeah ear. those earrings are, are they are they both? what are they they're earrings yeah they're pretty wild bows or something i don't know yeah i agree uh, i do not like her hair and the black is just not very um flattering on her which is odd no. because black is flattering on everybody i thought but apparently not yeah she looks better in the jewel tones i think yeah for sure Gotta have the Francine critique. I know, right? <laughs> she's always the boldest, so she's <laughs> yeah. Funny. We can talk about her. The, her hair doesn't look great here. I like her outfit later um, when she's got like a, um, just like a slip, like a sweater type dress, but it's got a cute belt and it ac- accents her her figure and stuff. I think a little better, and her hair is up, so it looks a little better too. So she that does looks get like, better. Like, her most comfortable dress I've ever seen. That sweater dress. Yeah. I don't know. Those make me itch. Well, hopefully it's a soft, like, yeah. kind, yeah. cashmere kind, but maybe not. Maybe yeah, it probably sweet. is, I'm sure. <laughs> but, yeah, some of those make me itch. Uh, so it's almost 1045, uh, and it's so it's late. And who should come through the door? <laughs> I mean, it's so weird. But Amanda King. Coincidence? I think, I think not. not. <laughs> right place, wrong time. <laughs> I love her white coat. I think that's so pretty. I would get that dirty in like two seconds. Yeah, me but, too. But I do like it. I like, I like, uh. Look like a, I thought it was a trench coat. Like a pea coat or? No, it's not a pea coat. Is it a trench coat? It looks more like a wool one, no? Um, to me it looks like a thicker, like a thick material trench coat. Okay. So they call them dusters? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Well, she always looks good in white. Yes, she does. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. I like white on her. Yeah. So true. Yeah, it's colors that you normally, I wouldn't be able, I can never wear. She can always wear like yellow. Kate can always wear yellow and white. And, yeah, I can't wear those. Yeah, me either. I don't think most people can, you know, like solid white like that. But what's the deal with him introducing her by name to the maitre d'? I know, she shakes his hand too. <laughs> He's like, this oh, is Amanda. That's <laughs> so funny. Just seems, I don't know, out of uh, out of place, I guess. Yeah. Well, maybe he goes there a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. he does. He, he didn't need reservations. There you go. Yeah. Although it looked kind of empty in there at 1045 at night. When Billy was walking around, it kind of looked empty. Hmm. That's true. Well, if they're supposed to just go there based on a flyer, you'd think that he wouldn't be a regular. But- yeah. Well, they say late. They say she says later in the episode that he had been there many times before. They got the flyer, and he had been there many times before. So it was probably so it's just like triggered there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I've been here. It's really nice. Let's go there. You know, kind of thing. Well, we learned from Francine that Bryce Topping is quite the catch, and then she says, and he must be kinky too. Because (laughs) Lee's like, why? And she goes, well. With a hanging out with a housewife, <laughs> like seriously, that part's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Billy's freaking out. He's like, "What's she doing here? Did you tell her about Spiderweb? Like playing the blame game, you know?" And Lee's like, "No, I didn't at all. It must be a coincidence." And then I love the little jealousy. Um, Lee's like, "Who's the, who's the Steph?" And she's like, "Hardly what I would call a Steph." <laughs> jealous much just a little bit just a bit her dress looks pretty but you can hardly see it 
Yeah, I, I'm personally not a fan of the coat, only because I think that she has a tendency to overlayer, but I can see why it's appealing. It's kind of like a creamy color, uh, like an off-white. Bryce is really uh, trying hard here, you know? Yeah, he kind of comes off as a doofus a little bit. <laughs> but I'm sure he's not. I think he's a try-hard, you know what I mean? Yeah, something. There's something weird. Yeah, I think he's like a try-hard. Like, he really is... Trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Lee gives Amanda a look like, get the hell out of here. You're in the middle of a, you know, a, a, a situation here that you shouldn't be. And she's like, hey, uh, Bryce, why don't we get out of here? And and uh, she talks him into leaving. And they get up to leave. And, of course, chaos ensues. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to steal boom, your boom, line. Boom, boom, boom. It's all good. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Bad guys come. <laughs> right. So somebody comes, uh, the busboy starts shooting at the defector that comes through the door and and hits him and then everybody screams you know somebody if you listen hard you can hear the lady like bawling in the background and then everybody's running around and some lady gets in front of of lee and he can't get around her kind of you know obviously stalling him yeah and then somebody else comes through the door with a like a ski mask on I don't even know what that is. What kind of? That's not even a ski mask. It's like a. It looks like a Jason mask. Yeah, but with it like is weird. But it looks it's like, like it's made leather. with like a paper, like yeah, leather or like a paper bag or something. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like um Hannibal Lecter's thing, you know, but like mm-hmm. a full on thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes in with a machine gun and sprays the room down, and everybody's screaming and you know, hunkering down, trying not to get hit with. Uh, with a bullet. And what's with Billy jumping on the couch like that? Seems like an odd yeah. thing to do. I'm just going to lay down here and take Get a nap. Get behind it. Get behind <laughs> the couch. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, <laughs> Although it's not much of a couch, so I don't know how much that, that he could have yeah. hid. He's kind of a, a bigger guy. <laughs> I don't know how much he could hide. But they sure made a mess of the place. Yeah, it does look like a leather mask. I'm sorry, that's kind of weird. Lee looks like he was mauling that lady. <laughs> He's like laying on top of her. So then the guy runs off and jumps in the car and Lee finally uh, gets up and, and runs after and, and gives a couple shots out, but uh, nothing happens. So When they get chained outside, then it really does look like the ranch or the studio. Yeah, that, that yeah, the ranch thing there. It looks like the studio or the ranch. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. All right, let me look. Probably the ranch, but you can just tell with the alley with the kind of ends at the end. Do you see the Actually, building? Actually, yeah, you're right. They with are the they are at the W studio, WB studio. Yeah. You're right. Yep. They are at the WB studio. Yep. So now we're back at the agency and thank goodness that lady's not walking in front of it anymore. I know. The seasons have finally changed. Yes, finally. They're all wearing leather coats and stuff. Here's where we see uh, Francine's sweater dress mm-hmm. not a big fan of the jewelry but i do think she looks nice i would never wear that dress but i think she looks you know she looks better compared to <laughs> the night before <laughs> yeah you're right though it looks itchy yeah it does. <laughs> just around the neck and everything it would just drive me crazy i think i would probably be roasting in that thing yeah that's true too but she looks good in it so so now we have a new person here. So this is Mitch Larner, uh, who we find out as um, Billy's calling him sir. And so is everybody else. So obviously he's got uh, 
a few more bars than uh, than all of them. And he has a pension for uh, antacids, like Billy. It yes. must it must come with the uh, management job, I guess, because <laughs> he's drinking a lot or eating a lot of them. So he's he's ticked off because the operation didn't go smoothly. I guess you would say, guy, <laughs> one of the defectors is dead. <laughs> I'm subtle, if nothing else, Lex. Um, yeah. So he's asking, you know, like, hey, this has been your operation from the start, which is weird. He calls him Mr. Melrose. Doesn't that seem weird? Well, I think it's one of those things where he's, like, being sarcastic about okay. it, like, Mr. Melrose. Gotcha, like, gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. it does seem weird, you know, because he's, like, later he calls, I think he calls him Billy anyways. Mm-hmm. Well, they're supposed to be kind of friends, right? Yeah. 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 For a long time. Right. So I think you're right, Lex, that he's just being sarcastic. Yeah. So the, he's he's saying they they've spent two years uh, devoted to this to this project, and it's thousands of man hours and woman hours, and thousands of taxpayer dollars. And and last night should not have happened the way it did. And then he's uh, he yells to his uh, secretary about his antacids and how he's out. She's like, there was a half a bottle this morning. He's like, I do not. I do not have a half a bottle in two hours. So apparently he's got a uh, ulcer. Yeah. Maybe his ulcer has an ulcer, too, if he's <laughs> eating that many of them. My gosh. His indigestion on top of his indigestion. Yeah. Gosh. Okay. I I said earlier that Francine's hair was better here. I don't know. No. Man, those curly cues in the front no, are just it's hideous. Like, it's like the black of seagulls looking <laughs> yeah. without them. Without the wings on the side. It's like a tunnel in there. The waves on top. It's not cute. No, it's not. And then that necklace. uh, She better be careful. It looks like she could literally slice her boob right off. It looks like a knife or something. It is very chunky. Yep. Her her makeup looks good. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, she still looks beautiful, like, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, Just yeah. like the, you know, it's it's 80s. Mm-hmm. I, I think of most any of the characters, like Francine is the, Francine's wardrobe is the embodiment of the, yes. you know, fashion of the 80s, I, for sure. For sure. I totally agree. Did you just say the necklace could slice her boob off? Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a knife to me. Like I would be worried, you know. To me, it looked like a knife. So I was like, oh, she's gonna cut her cut her boob right off with that knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's a visual. That is yeah. <laughs> so funny. But I can see it. She's so big and like shiny. It looks like a knife. She's got that hair too that like comes together in the top and like. Yeah, it looks like tunnels in there. directions. (laughs) Larner is saying that they have one dead Romanian. So the defector was Romanian, and now he's dead. (laughs) Poor little bastard. (laughs) So he's upset because they have two more coming, these defectors, and he wants to make sure that, you know, they're not the laughing stock and and they get the information that they want. And, you know, they're trying to figure out how, how... Anybody could know about it because only a few people are aware of it and they're all trustworthy people. So, you know, they're, they're, they're like, well, maybe, you know, they're just kind of like throwing out ideas. Well, maybe, um, one of his, you know, one of his people, one of the Romanians saw him and, and just took advantage. And she's like, not if Francine's like being logical, not if, not if the bus boy was already in there with a gun. I mean, obviously it was a planned thing. So then the only other option is that they have a leak. Dun, dun, dun. They always seem to have leaks. Don't they vet these people? 
And of course, this is another one of those times where Francine could have easily said, respectfully submitted, Francine Desmond. Yeah. He's like, you know, you don't think, uh, you don't think that's a possibility? She goes, the assassin was working as a busboy at the restaurant. That does not indicate a spur of the moment action. They knew where Falescu was coming in. The hit was, you know, planned. They used a cold gun. A woman ran interference. And then Lee said she made a disappearing act before they could, you know, in the in the melee, I think. So uh, Larner's saying that Spiderweb has been confined to his unit, to Billy's unit. So they have to uh, figure out where the leak is and plug it um, because it's, you know, very important. Yeah, so now when they're walking down the hallway, you can see uh, the cute belt and, and uh, it looks better. It looks better, yeah, from the long view. But... Yeah, I think you're right. I think it would be really uncomfortable to have that like giant turtleneck, and you, it like it's thicker. It's a thicker material, mm-hmm. so I feel like it'd just be sitting on your chest. Yep, next she to the knife. Have, she does have the walk down as she's walking down the hall. Yeah, yep, yep. and it's kind walk of a nice of visual because <laughs> it's like stairs. You have tall Bruce, then then um, a little bit shorter Martha, and then a lot shorter Mel. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out, they're trying to determine who could possibly be the leak. And, um, you know, they're saying it's been an eyes only mission. There hasn't been much access. It's ours. We have to find them. And then in, they walk into the um, bullpen and Amanda's waiting in there for them. Um, I'm not in love with that coral jacket. Anybody else? I like the color. I don't think I love the style. Yeah, it's really boxy on her. Mm-hmm. I like the color, too. But I don't like the scarf and everything. It's too much, but I like yeah. the color. And the collar and the lapel. It's it's a lot. Yeah. She's so funny, though. She's like, uh, she says hello to everybody. And then she's like, Lee. She's like, I'm really sorry. I was trying to get out of the way. But then the bullets were flying. <laughs> She goes, I was really upset, and Bryce was, uh, and so was Bryce, and she, he, I, I don't know if this is a joke or on a, a, a purpose or what, but um, Lee's like, yes, good old Bryce Topping. She's like, oh, do you know Bryce? He goes, no, name only. Sounds like an actor. Is it because it's Bryce and Bruce? Is that why he made that joke, or is it just him being a snide little bugger? Oh, it does kind of sound like an actor name. But is it a joke because... Because Bruce and Bryce. Bruce and Bryce? I don't think so, but I don't know. I did not even think that, but I guess it could be. I just wonder. You know, just a funny little, just a little Uh snarky thing to put in there. She's like, no, he's an attorney. (laughs) He he does not seem uh, impressed at all. She's like, anyways, I can barely sleep. She goes, can I ask what it's about? And he's like, no, you may not. She's like, right, okay. (laughs) So she's there to do expense reports, and he's like, oh, great. And she's like, well, it might not be exciting to you, but to me it's pretty interesting. And then she starts rambling about code words, and then she mentions, what's the one she screwed up? Oh, Sandstorm, and then Spiderweb. And he's like, Spiderweb? She goes, yeah, that's a weird one. She's like, starts talking about how, you know, how it's classified, and there's nothing, there's no information, it's just dollar amounts. And um, just... Again, just coincidental that she's talking about the case that he's talking about, you know, that he's working right. on, you know. She does kind of look good in that color. I just, I think it is the the boxiness of it. Yeah. That I just don't care for. And it is a lot of. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. I wonder where that um, plant store is that they're in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, I'm sure it's been found, but I just, I've never, uh, 
seen I it. I thought or... somebody mentioned that. Was... That they found it? But I guess I'm wrong because I would have heard it from you more than likely. <laughs> so, <laughs> Am I your only source for scarecrow stuff? <laughs> um, the main one. <laughs> We're getting a good shot of that Rena or Rena person, that young mm-hmm. woman uh, that this is her first acting job. Yeah, and I have a question for you guys. The actor that plays, um, and I forget his name now, the gentleman terrorist, the one that was in the restaurant, doesn't he look like John Ritter's brother or something? Is there, like, no relation? Um, Watch him through this episode. He, he reminds me of John Ritter so much. The, the one that, the one that, the bus boy that killed? Yeah. Really? The one that works with her. He works with her. Yeah. He's in that plant shop right now, kind of holding, holding stuff and talking, but... I didn't see the, that last name. Well, it's probably not. It's probably just a doppelganger situation, okay. but he just reminds me a lot of John Ritter for some reason. His mannerisms and stuff. Yeah. That hair could be a dead ringer for him, for sure. I don't know. What do you think afterwards? Did John Ritter have a brother in acting? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even suggesting that he oh. really is oh, his brother. Okay. He could be his brother okay. to me, gotcha. but you know I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> yeah, please do. I probably should have looked it up if I had the question, so my bad. No worries. We're a team here, Jen. We work together <laughs> to answer all questions. Okay, so he does not have Ritter as his last name. Young Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> that is called his name in here? Young Hitman? That's, what it's, that's the only one that I can... I don't know. There's definitely a resemblance there, but it could be it could be a doppelhanger. Mark Timshin. Tim Chien. I have no idea. I've seen him before and stuff, though. Or after, I guess I would. I should say. If that's, the, if that's the right guy. Bob Seagreen was Bryce Topping. Right. That's the one we talked about already. Rena. He has to have a name, right? Not necessarily. Weaver, Maitre D, Julian Zakin. So it's got to be that one. It's got to be this Mark Tim Chien. Yeah. Tim Chien. But no, no, it doesn't look like he's any. He's relation. just a doppelganger. He, he does. He does have a lot of um, similar features. But yes, he's just a doppelganger. <laughs> I think I was saying doppelganger. <laughs> doppelganger. He's a doppelganger. <laughs> he's a doppelganger. <laughs> doppelganger. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, definitely. Then watch him through here. Seriously, it comes up more later, but. He reminds me of him so much. He could have played him on, you know, some made-for-TV movie or something. <laughs> Discount John Ritter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ouch. So they're trying to assassinate all three of the defectors, and they want to do it in full view of the agents that are supposed to be there to protect them. You get the sense they um, don't like Americans. <laughs> They want to send a message. Yeah. Communism is better. Don't leave. So they're working late at the agency. Uh, Billy and Francine and Lee are going through file after file, trying to find somebody who looks dirty, you know, as to find as a possible suspect for their leak. And uh, they're all saying, you know, they're all coming out super clean, squeaky clean. And they're like, well, we're still looking, but we haven't found anything. He's like, don't bother. Here's your security leak right here. And he points to a folder. And uh, I, he goes, I didn't think you'd mind if I put uh, my own team on it. He goes, you found the leak. He goes, I did. Amanda King. And <laughs> Lee jumps up so fast. And then Francine just starts laughing. And then he looks at her and she's like, sir, <laughs> like respectfully submitted, sir. Uh-huh. So they think that Amanda's the uh, double agent and that uh, 
you know, she's the leak. And Lee's like, she's not even an agent. She's not even a trainee in, in, in you know, in the full, in full respect of that. Well, now she did go to station one. Yeah. And she is his partner at this point, right? Yeah. But, but Francine's like, Amanda King's life is a one giant yawn. Well, geez, you're so sweet. She's so rude. She really is. She does not have a high opinion of Amanda King at all. Uh, and and Lee's just doing everything he can to to talk him out of it and be like, you know, you've got it, you've got it all wrong here, man. This isn't, you know, she just doesn't, she's not it, you know. And he said. He goes, uh, I don't care what you have in that folder. She didn't even apply for a job with the agency. He goes, sure, her working for us came about from an accident. And he's like, accidents can be arranged. So, <laughs> and then Francine opens her big mouth and, and scoffs at him. And, and Oh, you don't think that that's a very real possibility, Miss Desmond? Well, sir, actually, I think that uh, that would make Amanda King much smarter than I think she is. I mean, okay, maybe she can tell you how to start your socks with egg whites, but uh, I really, I don't see her dealing with classified information. Besides, she doesn't know anything about spider web. And then he's like, oh, she never mentioned it, never asked questions about it. And then Lee's opens his big mouth and he's like, yeah, she did. She mentioned it in passing this afternoon. Oops. It was coincidental, man. <laughs> it's like everything else. <laughs> and then he's saying that, well, she was at the restaurant uh, when... Falescu died and she was with Bryce Topping, who's a prominent defense, um, who's a prominent attorney with all these senators and, and uh, defense contractors. And, and, uh, and he goes, and then there's this matter of from November, 1982 to mid January, 1983, there's a big blank where her record uh, should be. And uh, that's really not that much time, by the way. No. And then there's $10,000 in uh, that she got in her bank account in February of 83. And he's like, sir, that is all circumstantial. You know, we, we run periodic uh, checks on people and we've made a check on Mrs. King during the past two weeks. And he goes, I can't believe anything of any incriminating nature. He goes, you call it incriminating if she visited the Czech embassy, a visit which lasted for 42 minutes. Mrs. King was seen leaving the embassy carrying a large manila envelope. Contents unknown. Dun, dun, dun. So he's saying that they have their double agent dead to bang. What does that mean? Dead to bang. Like it's a sure thing, yeah. I guess. And they're just flabbergasted. They're like, what? And Lee's like, there is no way. He's thinking, all he's thinking is, I am not, I haven't been duped. <laughs> yeah. So now Lee and Francine have been put on her uh, to to tra- to tail her to see where she's going. Are those lobsters in her ears? What has she got in her <laughs> I ears? I was wondering what those were. It, they, I don't know. They look so weird. They're big. It's like coral is the color of this episode. I guess so. So then they mention about Mark Griffin. Uh, and apparently he was killed by his own fiance, who was a double agent. So, um, you know, she's trying to get Lee to understand, like, you know, it's always the person you least expect. Oh, one thing I forgot. We... We have the script, so let's see. Is there? I, I had a, highlighted a few things, but it was before I watched the episode again. So I don't know if there's anything. Oh, so we have the script, the final draft dated November 29th, 1984 for this episode. And uh, when they're in, this is earlier in, this, in the episode, when they're in Mitch, 
Mitch and uh, Margaret's area in their office, and um, they're kind of getting yelled at by by Larner. Uh, he slams the door, and Billy and Francine stand there where they are. After a moment, Francine says, I see a definite career move in my immediate future, like down and out. Billy says, nobody's getting fired, not yet. Francine says, real estate. You ever thought about real estate? He goes, can it, Francine? We've got work to do. They start for the door. Lee turns to Margaret, who is at her desk, so and says, see you, Margaret. But it's kind of funny because Martha actually went into to real estate <laughs> after... After her uh, acting kind of finished up. Real estate is smart. <laughs> yes, oh, that's right. Miss um, Miranda's in that now. Um, <laughs> Margaret then, I don't remember, the, this wasn't in the episode. Margaret then explains, he ate Thai food last night. He swears he didn't, but I know he did. He can't stay away from it and he can't handle it. All those spices improve. He eats those antacids like they were peanuts. And then Lee says, I could use a couple myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> they are sitting outside her Amanda's house and they're waiting to follow her. But why is he telling her in the Corvette? I mean, I know, like she's not going to notice that. <laughs> it's a very obvious car. Yeah. I mean, at least use Francine's car, you know? Weird. Yeah. But we don't see the Corvette. This is kind of the first time we've really seen it, isn't it, in season two? Um, we see it occasionally, but. He kind of switched cars and then... Yeah, in season five, um, episode five, he loses the car and gets a new one, supposedly. And then six is um, brunettes are in. No, in brunettes are in, we see it. Number six, we saw it. Remember, he turns around, does a um, 180 and like goes back to her house in it? Yeah, yeah, I guess. I just, yeah. it's been, it hasn't been a lot of Corvette, but yeah, then there is a lot, lot now coming yeah. up, I think. The next couple episodes, there's a lot. And Miranda... You get to see your little cutie patootie. Oh, yeah. That's probably this is not adorable. He is. He's actually cute here, and and in this particular scene, Jamie's a little <laughs> obnoxious. <laughs> actually, I think the last couple episodes that Philip has been cuter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cuter than Jamie, or just cuter than he normally is. Um, cuter than Jamie, but just cute. Yeah, he, wow. he does a great job, like, in the grocery store. And, yeah, I have to say, I have Jim props. Yeah, he, he seems to have peaked here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, harsh. <laughs> he peaked here. <laughs> no, he does. He's, he does well in this episode, in this, uh, this scene. See, so now we know why in my heart season two is my favorite. <laughs> is it? Is, is the best. Is season two your Phillip favorite? Is the best. Oh, the cutest. That's funny. Um, well, see, season two is my least favorite because let's. I mean, it all comes down to that damn haircut. Yeah, but there's so many good. There are some good episodes in season two. Uh, you just have to put the haircut aside. <laughs> I would say season. Three and one are my favorites. Yeah, I like some episodes in season one, but season two is my favorite. I think one's quirkier, so that's why I like it. I think I go in order: season one, season two, then season three, and season four. Yeah, for some I, reason, I do like some of you know a couple of of episodes in four, but as a whole, I would say it's my least favorite. Well, and I'm just judging, like, if I'm just going to pop something in and watch it for entertainment, mm-hmm. it's going to be one or two, probably. Yeah. Maybe a three in there somewhere. 
Because they're funny. Yeah, there's some really good three threes, though, as they're building their relationship, though, too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there are, there are. For sure. So now we are in the King House, and we are not just seeing the cute kids, but we're also seeing that they're working on a school assignment on what, of course, Czechoslovakia, which doesn't exist anymore. Right. Yep. It's Czech Republic yeah. and Slovakia. And, yeah, yeah, Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they're trying to help him figure out, you know, where to pinpoint everything. And then it's the, the conversation between Amanda and Dottie is really funny. Dottie's kind of frustrated. She's like, how come he gets this one, you know? <laughs> how come he gets this this hard country? And she thinks the teacher's picking on it. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, a grandma would totally think that. She's like, I mean, look at these names. And she's trying to pronounce them. <laughs> she goes, don't the Czechs believe in vowels? She goes, his teacher's playing favorites. She goes, what do you mean? She goes, all the wonderful European countries that Philip could have gotten. Mother, she's like, mother, shh, shh, shh. She's like, romantic places like Italy. <laughs> she's like, I'm sure the assignment was done in a very democratic fashion. I bet they were, because her mom's like, no. She goes, Philip, how did you get Czechoslovakia? <laughs> he goes, Mrs. Ewert uh, was pointing at Eastern European countries, and I raised my hand. She goes, oh, you see? <laughs> He volunteered. He was actually, I was raising my hand so I could go to the bathroom, but she misunderstood. <laughs> well, hopefully the teacher didn't have it in with the Russians and Margaret Brock. Yeah, right. <laughs> that, now that's really diabolical. Yeah, yeah, that's detailed. Fine detail right there. There's a kid. <laughs> so she has to go get do research on Jessica. Perfect. <laughs> That's so sleeper, sleeper agent in the grade school. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Here's some information. This is what we've been waiting for all these years. <laughs> the king boys must get Czechoslovakia. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> oh, well, and then he's like, next year I'm going to do what Ronnie Smith did. <laughs> he waited to the end and he got a country called Liechtenstein, which is kind of funny because remember, that's where Bela was from. And, uh, and he's like, the, he, the map's so tiny, you could put it in his wallet. <laughs> That's so funny. So cute. So then she's, she's, she always gets on her knees, I think, you know, crouches down and like gets at his level. I think that's really cute. And then <laughs> Jamie comes up and he's got a uh, Walkman on and he's like yelling because <laughs> he's got the music so loud. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Jamie. Sweetheart, we're not deaf. Well, you are now. <laughs> so he's like, when are you going to get done with Philip's yucky map? And then they start arguing back and forth because <laughs> he's getting jealous. He wants, uh, you know, his mom's attention to work on his project. And uh, so she's telling him that she's going to go to the electronics store and get him what he needs for his project. And he's all excited. They're very happy kids. <laughs> I was gonna say it doesn't take much to please these children. No, not at they all. They're so very easy. <laughs> and they're so enthused about their schoolwork too. Like they're just totally down for it. When are we gonna do it? I'd be like, oh, we can do yeah. it later. Yeah. These are not real children. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then Dottie looks. Dottie gives Amanda a look like, wait, you're leaving me here to do this? Wait, wait, where are you going? <laughs> I love and I left here with all the fun. <laughs> See, that's what I needed is an assistant like that. 
Right? You stay and do the projects. I'll go shopping. Right? Um, wouldn't that be perf, awesome? Perf. Have like a, a personal assistant. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Especially for those school projects, man. They can get crazy and detailed. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mine always would get mad. They'd be like, I don't want to do my... I'm like, you know, I started... I finally figured out. I'm like, well, then talk to your teacher because your teacher is the one who gave you the assignment. I have, I'm just following her instructions. So if you have a problem, you tell her. And they're all like, look at me like, oh, I can't do that. Well, I'm like, then shut up and do your work. Yeah, no kidding. But Amanda is like a great mom for like going to the embassy and getting all these parts. Yeah. They should be doing it themselves. Well, Lexi, don't you kind of wonder why they didn't just Google all this stuff? <laughs> it would make a lot more sense. That's what you probably did for your, all your assignments, right? Yeah. Did you guys have encyclopedia sets? Oh, yeah. That's where I got all my information, yes. man. Yep. It's funny because I remember when I was Philip's age, we had a country, we each had a country type thing. And I wrote to the embassies and had them mail me stuff. So, like, I got, I think... Wow. The country I had was, oh, what country did I have? It was in Europe. It wasn't one of the main ones. I think it was Poland. Like, it wasn't one of the fun countries like Spain or France that. <laughs> I, I did. I did one too, and I actually had Czechoslovakia. Did you uh, really? I did it because it was like, um, like, I am Czechoslovakian. Like, my ancestors came over when it was still one country. So oh, I nice. picked it for that because I didn't really know anything about it. Um, I had assigned yeah. mine. Oh, cool. I used library books because we didn't really Google a lot at that point. But I specifically remember checking books out at the library. So suck it, Taya. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember. Sassy. For sure it was Poland. That's bothering me now. But, I mean, that was like, you know, 35 years ago. <laughs> I'm so old, I don't even remember. I'm sure I had a project like that, but I don't freaking remember. I remember doing it. I just don't I remember. Did. I don't remember what country it was. I know it was a European country. I just don't remember which European country. <laughs> I remember going to a travel agency, I think, and getting like posters and brochures. I don't remember which country I had, so I guess I didn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a state one. We did a state one where I went to the travel agents and I got stuff from the travel agents for that one. But the the country one, I remember I wrote to the embassy and I got a packet in the mail. Miranda, maybe they thought you were a sleeper, so. They did. So, you know, <laughs> I was I was a spy even back then. <laughs> That's awesome. Amanda uh, dumps the kids off on the on Dottie, <laughs> per huge. <laughs> and there's that little doll on that wall. Now she's facing us. Because before she was on the bookshelf wall, now she's on the other wall. Yeah, you know some weird crew member was just having like, know, what is uh, up with that? Being, like, who, which of the fans 35 years later are going to notice <laughs> that it's there and here? And... That kooky tail will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Amanda heads out to the electronics store and Lee and Francine are following her and they're just so excited. Now, I've actually been to this this little strip mall, and it looks pretty similar, and I've actually parked where Lee and Francine were. Oh, that'd be fun. It, it was quite fun. If only you had been driving a Corvette. No, we weren't. We were in a, <laughs> we were in a Jaguar, though. Well, that's nice. That's not so bad. Lee is griping that she had to go to multiple grocery stores, one for produce, one for canned goods, and one for... I forget what the other one was for. 
oh yeah, the baked goods. And um, Francine's like, well, this is what I always, confirms what I always thought. She's a crazy uh, coupon clipper. <laughs> she has no respect for Amanda at all at this point, at all. Not even a bit. Not even a little bit. Uh, so now they're sitting outside an electronics store and she's come out. She's got quite a big bag for just a few little things that she had to pick up, doesn't she? So they split up. Francine goes to talk to the electronics salesperson and then Lee's following her back to wherever she's going. And then we get to see Rinna and the young, what did, what did you call him? Young, what did they name him? Young. John Ritter? No. <laughs> young Shooter? Young Hitman. Oh, Young Hitman. That's what it was. John Ritter's doppelganger, or doppelhanger, if you're Jen, uh, is... It's hanging. <laughs> hanging. Uh, he's uh, suggesting that after Francine leaves, or after the agent leaves, that they go talk to her, because maybe it's something they could use uh, to set her up, set Amanda up. And of course they do, little buggers. He does kind of look like him. I can see what you're talking about. We're now at the agency and Lee's working on something. And Amanda's being a total nosy butt. What? She's not normally like that. You think? Are you being funny? I'm being funny. She's okay. pretty freaking nosy. Well, but she's like over his shoulder, totally like looking, you know, like watching but what she, he's I mean, doing. Also, I think he's trying to be especially secretive. And so she's like, ooh, what's he working on? You know, like, I don't, to me, I don't think that would be... I don't think that's like super nosy given how she is. Cause she's, she's very curious. She gets into a lot of shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> I love it. Shenanigans. Was Lee working in Billy's office? Is that Billy's office? Yeah, yeah. he's working in Billy's and office. And that makes her even more, right, like that makes her even more curious is because he's like in a place that he not is not usually, he's working on something that, you know, I'd be curious too, for sure. Yeah, I suppose. I was thinking the same thing as Lexi. Like, Lee is being even more secretive than Because normally, yeah, normally he'd just be like, oh, and tell Amanda everything. And now he's like (laughs) being secretive. Yeah, so it makes her, I'm sure it makes it like, she's like, well, what's he doing that I can't know about, you know? Yeah, probably. I'd probably be the same way. (laughs) I'm going to find out, gosh darn. He's not letting her know any of it. And. He kind of covers it up and then Billy and Francine walk in and then she goes to leave and grabs what Lee was working on in addition to expense reports that she was asking him about. And then he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, it was like totally coincidental, but it was a mistake on her part. Nothing that she was trying to do on purpose, but. Every action is suspicious at this point. (laughs) Margaret comes in saying she's, um, you know, there for, for Mr. Larner that, you know, he wants an update and they're all like, you know, we'll, we'll have the report at the end of the day. And, and he's like, I want that King file right now. And he's yelling and the door is open and Lee's trying to keep it all on the down low. Cause he's like, you know, cause he knows she's right outside and he doesn't want to you know, to hear, overhear it. And he's like, what, is she here? <laughs> so he, he's getting a little ticked off that they still have her even in the building. And Margaret seems to be really enjoying it. She's like, kind of like eating up what he's saying, you know? Do you notice that on her face? Her plan is coming. Yeah, we're forecasting there. Yeah, she's like super, like she's got like a twinkle in her eye almost that she's just reveling in the fact that he's going after you know, Amanda, that he's buying this, this setup, this frame 
hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, he's like, I want to know every breath that she takes. It's a little extreme. A little okay, bit. Yeah, it's so funny because Lee's like, Lee totally doesn't believe that she's the leak. And so he's like, he smiles really big over at her and he waves and then he shuts the door because he's trying to keep it so she doesn't know about it. Because he knows, I think he knows deep down that, and even on the surface, that she's not even capable of this, you know? So he's trying to keep it so she doesn't even ever have to find out about it. You get that sense? Yeah, he's a good guy. Absolutely. Kind of very yeah very but the look on his face when uh larner comes over and he's like is that the king woman what's she doing here he's like oh crap <laughs> he's like what she usually does here she works <laughs> he kind of gets a little annoyed too he goes i'm gonna say this one more time and i hope it finally sinks in amanda king is under surveillance because she is under suspicion if you professionals could stop behaving like her pals for just a few minutes you might be able to do your jobs so he sends margaret out to go get what amanda's working on and then amanda's like fighting margaret like it's not finished if you just give me a few more minutes i can finish she goes he he won't judge you on this (laughs) no he's judging you on other things that you're not even aware of larner's asking for an update and he's like you know she went to the three grocery stores she went to a hobby store and he goes and what did she buy there and he's like what what he's like what did she buy there and so Francine's like, uh, <clears throat> well, uh, some resistors, capacitors, and several small circuit boards. He goes, oh, things that could be made into a nice little transmitter and receiver. And Lee's like, oh, God. <laughs> it just keeps stacking up and up on her. I like how you can see them still in the in the back shot when Margaret and Amanda are talking. You can see them in there talking, and he's pacing back and forth. Yeah. It's kind of cute. And then Lee's like, hey, this is all circumstantial stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, how about let me toss out one more circumstantial evidence, piece of evidence. A Romanian defector ends up dead. 24 hours later, this happens. And he hands it to Lee. And Francie's like, what is it? He's like, it's a bank deposit confirmation slip to Amanda's savings account. Uh-oh, $50,000. Dated today. That's a lot of money. That is a well, lot of money. Especially for back then. But for a hit? Well, she didn't do it, so she only... It's probably about (laughs) hit-worthy. But she didn't actually pull the trigger. She just gave information, you guys. That's true. That's true. She was just an information broker. Yeah. Well, she wasn't, but they think she was. Right. Um, So they're working on bringing Durek in, and they want to bring him in safely, obviously. They don't want to have another problem like the last one. And... He's saying, get Amanda King out of there. She doesn't, you know, need to be in here. And then he, you know, gets mad and, and uh, storms off. She gives this a lame excuse about his, his stomach, which it's, that was probably where they were going to have that tie com- comment in there. But, <laughs> uh, so Billy's like, all right, who wants to tell Amanda? And Francine's like looking around everywhere, but at them. <laughs> She doesn't want to have to do it. Fair, I would never select Francine to give Amanda no. that sort of news anyway. She would totally yeah. be so blunt and mean about it. Bad delivery, bad delivery. She'd be like, Amanda, <laughs> don't let the door hit you where the good lords put you. <laughs> services are no longer required. <laughs> so Lee kindly has her, you know, just, he's like, oh, just head home. You you know, you don't have to wait around. She's like, okay. And he's like, uh, are you going to be around? Are you going to be home tonight? She's like, yeah. He goes, good, stay there. And she's like, you know, what? And he goes, I'll, not here. I'll tell you later. So uh, you can see it's bothering him, which I really like because it makes it 
that he's connected. Okay, so in this um, movie scene, that actually is on the WB lot that we went on during the tour. Francine looks cute in her little movie outfit. Don't you guys think? Yeah. Yep, I think she uh, kind of a plays retro. the character well. Yeah, kind of a retro look, you know. And then Lee's dressed as a cabbie. Yeah, nice hat. Yeah, <laughs> cat. <laughs> Very descriptive. Yeah. All right, so they're going to pick up the guy um, at the movies, this Derek person, and he's getting into Lee's cab, which it's pretty good. You know, it's right in the middle there, you know, right out in the middle of nowhere. And then another cab pulls up, and they make the switch. So two guys, you know, each one gets out and swaps it. And they 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 seem to be, you know, think they're all done. And so Billy's there and he's like, all right, just, you know, take it easy. Let them think that everything's under control. And Francine, disengage and meet us back at home base. So the cabbie's driving them, you know, telling them, hey, you know, you're safe. We're, we're going to head back to the agency. And then they go down an alley, which, hello, you never go down an alley. Never, never. And Rina is there again. And she's pretending like she has a broken down car. And Mr. No Name, assassin... <laughs> Uh, what'd you call him? I keep forgetting. <laughs> young Hitman. Hitman, thank you. Sorry. Young Hitman. Yeah, Young Hitman. He would probably remember I didn't. Young Hitman jumps out of the van. Again, another reason why vans are bad people. Uh, he has a surface-to-air missile, <laughs> which I think is a little overkill. And uh, it goes right through the cab and kills both the agent and the defector, Durek. Not good. So now old friends Larner and Melrose are in Mitch's office and they are kind of hashing over things, having a, over a drink and Mitch is like eating antacids like they're candy. And they're just frustrated, you know, how this keeps happening. He's like, your unit has always been the best. And Billy's like, I don't know. I'm stumped on this one. We know it's a high security leak, but I can't hang a name on it. He goes, you know, you're not going to believe this. But for a while, just a little while, right after the first incident, I thought it was you, Larner says to Billy. And Billy says, I can believe that. You were my top candidate for about maybe a half hour. (laughs) So Kurrigan is the last one, and he's supposed to be coming in in 24 to 48 hours. And they got to figure this out because they can't have all three die. I wonder if if they're like defectors, like have a way to communicate, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, I wouldn't go with the Americans. They're uh, they're two, they're zero for two right now." Yeah, except the countries came up with some lame cover, probably of why they yeah why they disappeared. Exactly. So Billy's like, "So maybe it is Amanda. I don't know anymore." Oh, I don't want him thinking that. He goes, "Now this is what how we're gonna play this." And Lee's like, "You want me to do what?" He goes, "I want you to search Amanda's house." fine tooth comb he's like come on billy i'm a intelligence agent not a cat burglar <laughs> damn it jim so they picked up a transmission within a four block radius of amanda's uh neighborhood so of course they're just totally piling all this onto her like if if it was really her do you think they would just deposit it into her bank account like it would go into a swiss account and nobody would know about it you know everything but so lexi i'm sure i have to ask because i'm sure you like francine's outfit here since you're the fa- the fashion, uh, it's like black and gray. Oh, when she was sitting in a different pattern. Yeah, but it's and- in in you can really see it in Billy's office. Mm-hmm. 
You can see like the detail on the pockets and the yeah. sleeves. I do the like the details on the pockets. Oh yeah, you know what I do love it. I right. love everything about it with that bow and, yeah. and that. even the sleeves, like that they have the pointed, um, like with the gray. I love that. And the navy with the gray, I love. Yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, see, I'm starting to get in tune with your fashion style. I was like, this is going to be all over that outfit. Yep, you're so right. I didn't even notice it when I was watching it, but that is freaking cute. It, I think yeah, it's it super cute. cute. And her hair, too. And those I, little lace like, I said all this like red. 10 minutes ago. What's up with you people? Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I said I said all this like 10 minutes ago. Everybody's like, yeah, it's fine. Oh, I couldn't see it. I was lost as well. And I couldn't see it. In we got lost as well. because you're looking at it and we're like, oh, yeah, I think I remember. And then you actually see it and you're like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're like right, that makes kind sense. of behind usually a little bit trying to figure out where you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least that's what I'm usually doing. I'm often trying to figure out where I am too, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> but you see more of it when she's standing up. You can see the... Yep. Yeah, I the love seat. the trim on the on the pockets and stuff. That's yeah. super mm-hmm. cute, and the color blocking is really cute. Mm-hmm. It's very creative. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they do that more? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like sometimes they made an effort, and sometimes they just didn't really seem to care at all. <laughs> <laughs> you win some. Yeah, you, you lose some. a you lose a lot. <laughs> So now we're back in Amanda's house and they are getting ready to go grocery shopping. And it seems to be for uh, the Czechoslovakia project. Mm-hmm. And they have to make some really strange foods that even Dottie can't pronounce. <laughs> These two are adorable in the scene, though. Dottie and Amanda. They are. They're always yeah. cute together. <laughs> I know. Amanda seems to be really enjoying her mother butchering the names. <laughs> I know. Their faces. Amanda. Have you seen this? What, Mother? This is the most bizarre shopping list I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. Philip told me that before he went to school this morning. He gets extra points on his geography project if we have an authentic Czechoslovakian dinner. Did he tell you what an authentic Czechoslovakian dinner consists of? No, Mother, he did not. He didn't. Well, let me read it to you. For starters, we have a choice of Talankria or Leptoske syrup. Then, as a main course, there's Caprano Sarno, or if you prefer, Piscina Hussese Zillo. Ah! Oh! What's for dessert? Skabanki. 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 Very good if properly prepared. Amanda, how can I properly prepare it when I can't even pronounce it, let alone identify it? Amanda, I am not going to cook, nor will I eat anything that I cannot identify. Mother, where is your sense of adventure? I have no sense of adventure. When it, when comes, it comes to, to your my stomach. stomach. Want to go to the market? Oh, I just can't wait. <laughs> I don't believe this. So they go to the grocery store. Amanda pulls in. I don't know. What what are they talking about? I think they're talking about Bryce Topping. Because I think she's like talking about, um, sometimes she cares, sometimes she doesn't like in terms of him pursuing relationships. I, that's what I thought it was about. But it's hard to hear. She said, um, Amanda's like, ha- they're halfway to the door. And she's like, mother, did you bring any money? She's like, no, I didn't. I uh, didn't bring my bag. I just brought this silly list. And she's like, they don't really explain why Amanda doesn't have hers with her because she's got her purse with her. But in the script, they actually do. So she they, was paying bills, man. Yeah, she was paying happen. bills and she left her checkbook on, you know, on, on the table and didn't have it with her. So they kind of explained it a little bit more in the script than they do here. But I didn't need to read the script to know that's why she left them at home. <laughs> Doesn't she have automatic online bill pay? <laughs> yeah, this is way before online bill pay. Good one. Not writing the check. 
<laughs> Good now one. the check writers in line are hated with a passion. I haven't yes. seen anybody do that in many, I many see years. Every once in a while, and everyone is just like shooting eye daggers <laughs> at them. It's always at the grocery store too, and like party guy, all your stuff loaded onto the line, and yes. you're like committed. And then it's this you're older committed. person that's just like, and they're like, and how do you spell that? And it's, <laughs> it's oh, it's so annoying. <laughs> and, and they're balancing it right there. Oh yeah. When when we used to when I worked at um when I worked at the grocery store we would tell them you don't have to put anything on it all we're gonna do is scan the little numbers at the bottom but they don't get it they would still need to fill out the whole thing. Um, well, I would take it from them. Oh, you want to sign? I was like, you go ahead and you balance while I run it through. <laughs> I know. What do you need to balance for in line? Because they freak out. My mom was like that. She always had to do it as soon as she wrote the check. Because if she did it, then she would forget to do it. And then she would, yeah. So she did it as soon as she wrote the check. My mom was that. My mom was that person, which is why I knew how to handle them when they came through my grocery line. That is so funny. Well, yeah, today's society isn't isn't hanging with that. That's not going to work. <laughs> I was so excited when I was able to teach my dad not to use checks and to use the card instead. Oh, my God. It was like a revelation. I was like... This is so much better. Thank you, Jesus, for giving him this card. I taught my mom too, but then she's like, oh, I don't trust that thing. And I'm like, (laughs) he does more now that it has the little chip that he slides in instead of just scanning the top. I don't know why, but for some reason, the chip makes him feel more secure. I, I think they need like a little training, like you're saying, like someone to sort of take him aside, teach him how this can be so much better and... Because um, I dealt with my mom with a few things, but she wouldn't normally do it on her own, you know? Yeah. I could be wrong, but... I always have to just... remind my mom. I'm like, why don't you just use your card? Pull it out. You're fine, you know? <laughs> In fact, you could just use your iPhone to pay. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> don't blow her mind, Jen. <laughs> Let's not go that far. Oh, yeah. That, it, you're right. It might be too much, but it's, it's so easy. It's way too much for my dad. I told him, I'm like, oh, I'll just pay for, I'll just pay for McDonald's with my phone. He's like, what? I'm like, I'll just use my phone and use my debit card. What do you mean? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Sit the car, I'll go and get the food, relax. That's so funny. Am I the only one who doesn't balance their checkbook? I haven't balanced my checkbook in 20 years. Okay, good. Yeah, not, not since I was first married. Okay, good. I was like, I hope I'm not like the only, I would, I would spend so much time like putting in receipt. I'm like, screw it. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Okay, good. <laughs> like somebody could totally like take money out of there and I'd be like, oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I would know know when things started to bounce. Until then, I'd be like, oh, fuck. Anyways, getting back to the ladies at the grocery store. Um, Amanda's telling her mom to just go get started. Why does her mom have a big, heavy coat on? I just realized this. Why does she have a big coat on and a scarf and Amanda doesn't have anything on at all? Maybe that's the coat she just bought in the last episode. (laughs) Because they're in California. When, when Amanda was on the cruise ship, she yes. was buying a coat, and now she yes. really likes it, and she, she's wearing it to the store. Everybody else has been wearing coats, but now Amanda's not wearing any any coat at all. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so she's telling her mom, she's uh, that her mother, that she should get started, and that she'll go run home really quick and grab the checkbook and come back. But shop really slowly. Yes. She's like, hurry. <laughs> Mo- mother, sh- shop a little slowly. Go, go. <laughs> 
Yellow flowers. All right. So Mr. Cat Burglar uh, just picked his way into her house. And he's walking around. Boy, it's kind of messy in there. There's a lot of projects going yeah. on. He finds the resistors and capacitors on the counter. And he's, you know, like, what the heck, you know? And Amanda's making her way home. He seems like really disturbed that he's finding these things like, gosh, dang it. (laughs) He's kind of wandering around. And then all of a sudden he hears the front door open and she comes in and he hides. (laughs) Oh, but now she's got her coat. It's in her arms. Interesting. And she grabs her checkbook and she hears a noise. Now in the script, in the script, she hears the sound, the sound of a mechanical toy and and Lee bends quickly, grabs the toy to stop the noise, and then glances toward the door leading to the kitchen. She would have to pass it in order to reach the front door. She looks about for some means of defense, sports Phillips baseball bat propped against the chair and grabs it. She raises it to her shoulder, starts backing off. So it's not Lee just bumping into the door there. It's a mechanical toy that he, you know, does him in. <laughs> so she's smart i think she grabs a bat you know she's she's had how many intruders in her house now at this point i mean quite a bit (laughs) half a dozen at this point at least she's a pro she is she's definitely a pro and uh it's i mean she's she didn't even grab that little doll off (laughs) off the wall she could have grabbed that it was right there she could have just shown them the doll face and they would (laughs) have ran whoever they were (laughs) they totally would have that's so funny it's so weird she throws her stuff down and then she leaves. She still has her purse, which is kind of funny. And she grabs the bat. <laughs> she looks like she's ready to swing that thing. She's not kidding around. And he comes up behind her and grabs it and gives her a, pretty much a heart attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. He goes, I heard the door. I thought it was your mother. She goes, oh, you didn't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees the Czechoslovakia map. And he's like, she goes, that's Philip's project. He goes, Czechoslovakia. It's, she goes, yep, it's Czechoslovakia. That's Prague. He goes, that's what you went to the Czech embassy for? She's like, oh, yes. And they were very, very helpful and nice. <laughs> he goes, it was a school project. Yep. She goes, yep. And she's like, and he goes, and I'll bet all the electronic parts are for something just as innocent. And she kind of gets sad. She goes, I'm trying to build a radio transmitter, but I can't do it. And he's looking like a radio transmitter. <laughs> She's like, yeah, for Jamie's science project, but I don't think it's going to be as good as Philip's geography project. And he just laughs. He's so, ex- he's really like almost giddy that she yeah, has. so relieved. Yeah, that she has all these reasons, you know, for, for, um, you know, all these, the circumstantial evidence that they've been piling up against her. And he's, he starts laughing and then he's like, you're in trouble. <laughs> he goes, that's why I was searching your house. And she's like, you were searching my house. She's like, what for? She's like, why were you searching my house? He goes, Amanda, sit down, please. And then he puts her purse back up on her shoulder. (laughs) I love this line. This is so cute. He goes, where were you between November of 82 and mid-January of 83? (laughs) And she's like, are you Perry Mason? Am I supposed to crack under the pressure or something? (laughs) He goes, Amanda, where were you? She goes, I was here, right here. You were here. He goes, she goes, I was right here. He goes, all right. What about the $10,000 deposit in your bank account? <laughs> He's like got his arms folded in February of 83. And she's like, remember where you remember where you got the money? She goes, I remember where I got that money. He goes, yeah, where? She goes, there was an electrical fire in the kitchen. You know that the insurance company paid me $10,000. She's like, now you, you said I was in trouble. 
He goes, just one more thing. He goes, what were you and that polo player doing at Shea Tire? Where the hell? <laughs> She's like, I know. He's so jelly. She's like, Bryce is a, has a son in Jamie's class. He was, I met him at the PTA. And then she explains about the flyer for the restaurant. And, uh, and then he, everything's starting to click for him. He's like, they hand him out, hoping you'll bite. If you do, you show up at the murder scene. And that it's one more ammunition against you. Man, they are smart. She's like, who are they? The people that are trying to set you up. Uh-oh. There's been a major security breach at the agency. She's like, oh, Lee, you don't think that it was me? He goes, no, no, I never thought that. And I believe him. I don't think he ever truly suspected, truly her. suspected her at all. You know, yeah, that's how much... Either. It's nice because she always has that devotion to him. And it's nice to see that when the tables are turned, that he's got it for her as well. Yeah. Even this early, you know, it's kind of nice. And he's like, I never believe it. She goes, then why did you break into my house? And he's like, I was ordered to by, by Mr. Melrose. And she's like, oh, Mr. Melrose. <laughs> I thought it was cute that he, re- he was like trying to reassure her that they really didn't believe it was her. We were ordered to. It wasn't us. We had to. So he's explaining that they, whoever it is wants to make her take the fall. And she's like, why would anybody want to set me up? He goes, I don't know. But whoever they are, that's our double agent. But it's not really an agent, is it? Now we get to see who the actual agent, double agent is. And it's Margaret with her fancy hat. I do like that hat. I knew you were going to say that. I really like her hat. The rest of the outfit, entirely questionable, but that hat is great, mate. It reminds me of um, Magda's hat. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. I like Magda's better, though. Sure. Mm -hmm. It was more um, stylish, but... Better face, too, underneath it. Yeah, yeah. right? (laughs) Ouch. So I love how Margaret's voice changes now that she's like, she's more hardened and everything, you know, she's not trying to be like super Pollyanna-ish, you know, Mm -hmm. she's like, as soon as we eliminate Kerrigan, we eliminate Amanda King, cold hearted bitch. He's like, okay, whatever you say there. What's one more death? I know they're going to kill her. Now, first off, they are in the neighborhood walking around and it's actually the same uh this is on the um the wb ranch where amanda's house is just right around the corner from here and that school is no longer there they actually took that down and put a house up they use that school in always look a gift horse in the mouth Hmm. when princess penny comes to the school they use that but that's not um at 35 36 is what i'm talking about and that's actually not there anymore they actually put like a bigger house there they built a house so it went more in the neighborhood Uh, but there's a doodle bug right there um in the script though they are supposedly at a park and lee's cars at the curb and he and amanda head for the grounds and amanda says i'm really glad we're not meeting them at the agency i couldn't bear the thought of everyone looking at me like i had a sign around my neck beware soviet spy and lee says amanda only a few people are even aware that you've been uh under suspicion and amanda says does the receptionist mrs marston know she always looks at me like she doesn't trust me and lee (laughs) says mrs marston doesn't trust anyone that's her job and her personality (laughs) Uh I like that. I wish they would. I like that explanation. I should have included it. I know. Yeah. I do too. I think that's really cute. 
It's really important for her, for Mrs. Marston, not to think any worse about I her. know, right? <laughs> she, she already doesn't like me. Don't make her not like me more, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then, so this one, they just, they're already talking with uh, Billy and Francine, you know, walking the neighborhood. And they're trying to make them understand. And, and they, Francine's like, okay, I believe all of this. You know, I even believe the, the insurance claim and the electronic store she, and, and how you got to the um, restaurant, you know, when uh, the first guy was killed. She goes, um, but what about the $50,000 deposit? And she's like, $50,000 deposit, sir? And she doesn't even know about it. And she's like, excuse me, but I have a question. You... You're telling me I have $50,000 deposited in my bank account? (laughs) She's probably like, hmm, I wonder what I could do with that money. Right. (laughs) And now the house that is, um, that they're in front of at about 36 or so, the house behind Lee is the same house that they used in Playing Possum for the funeral home. And it's also used in Four Season for Nightcrawler. It's one of Adi Barol's houses that he has Amanda hidden at the four of them are still talking and trying to figure out what they can do and and Francine's like because Amanda can't figure out why they would why would they would try and blame it on her and Francine's just going to town on her and just ripping her apart making her feel horrible and she's like you know because you're perfect the textbook tells us that in situations like this it's always someone obscure and Amanda's obscure and she's like starts talking to her like she's a dog in the script, it's even worse. Uh, she says, yes, and that's you, Amanda. Easy to overlook. Dealing with unimportant information. Always around, but not doing much. Pleasant, unassuming, faithful, loyal, forever wanting to please. And Amanda says, uh, man's best friend. Sounds like I should be bringing you the evening paper in my teeth. And Lee says, she didn't mean it that way. And Francine says, no, I meant you're one of those little people one never notices, like servants, waiters. And Billy says, Francine, if you're done turning Amanda into a piece of office furniture, maybe we could get back to business. Rough. Yikes. I know it was like well thought out and presented to that. Yeah, thing. like she's been planning this the whole time, right? Exactly. It rolled off her tongue a little too nicely. Way, way too much. Ouch. So now Amanda's logical thinking after Francine totally berates her is, or a secretary, you know, after she says about the waiter or a servant. And she's like, they, they keep talking. And they're like, I say we go. And she goes, an executive assistant. He goes, Amanda, what are you saying? She goes, Margaret is your double agent. She goes, if possible, that's more absurd than thinking you were. And she goes, excuse me, Francine, but think about it. Now, what does a secretary do? Do you think Mr. Larner types and files? And transmits all those secret documents by himself? Oh, no, no, no. Margaret does it for him, doesn't she? And they're like, hmm. And then, well, Larner's private office, other than our unit, that's, you know, the only place they'd been. She goes, so it's possible, isn't it? He goes, yes, yes, it is possible. So now what? He goes, now we do the same thing that's been done to Amanda. We arrange a setup. She goes, well, if you really want to. It is definitely fall. They're trying to get us to believe it's fall for sure. And they all are in Larner's office and they head out and Larner's like, okay, spider web, Margaret. And gives them, uh, he gives her a a, a sheet of paper to to type up. He goes, it's for the Kurrigan file. And then they start talking in front of her. He's in, he's in route, right? He goes, no Mac backup, just the two of you. He goes, I think it's the best way. And Margaret hears all this. She's such a little shiza. She's like, of course, Sarah. 
they didn't suspect her. I know. I mean, if they're suspecting each other. I know, right? Exactly. Because she's, you know, I'm assuming like a servant or a waiter. (laughs) Yeah, true. And I guess we've been there a long time, but still, everyone must be eliminated. Absolutely no admittance except grade five technicians. That's what that sign said behind him. So now they, this is a really cool uh, visual when, when Lee gets out of the car, out of the taxi. I, I have a thing. I was t- talking to Lexi before, a couple days. Was that yesterday, Lex? We were talking about the dress coat. I have a yes. thing for guys in dress coats. It's so unnatural yep. and unhealthy, but I can't <laughs> help it. I And I was telling Lexi, I think it's because I equate that to being... Uh, a, like a business person, meaning that they're smart persons. So that makes me think they're, you know, smart. But he definitely looks good in that hat and that overcoat like that. He does. I mean, he looks really good in this outfit. He looks like a dapper, mm-hmm. like just, I don't know. He looks good. All right. So we have uh, John Ritter's uh, doppelganger and uh, Rinna, and they're in a van. Again, a van. Hello. And um, they're waiting to make their move. And the guy who's supposedly doing yard work jumps in the van and is after the car, which has Billy and Lee in it. And then Francine's got... Now, what would they have done? So the guy shoots them out, shoots out the the windows and they they fall, you know, on on the seats and everything. But what would they have done if they had that missile thing like they did on the last guy? They would have been dead. Yeah. No one's safe. Yeah. So here's the thing. The guy's in the car. Why did they duck when a guy has a missile launcher? Yeah, jump out of that. Why didn't they jump out of the right? car? Like, that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, I don't blame you. It bothered me, too. And I didn't say anything back when we were on that part. But it was, like, the same thing here. Like, they ducked down. But bullets can go through the doors of cars. Like, this is not a safe plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a safe Mm-mm. plan. <laughs> I agree. Nope. I did like how Francine uh, repelled from the building. That was kind of cool, kind of badass. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah. And I liked that she got to be the one that was the sniper. Yeah, like, that was cool. She got to shoot from up the, that. That's not something that you saw a lot of in the 80s. Very true. Yeah, she went like total ninja. She's like <laughs> shooting and repelling and jumping and kicking. and Like they went from Francine in an office to Francine being like kick-ass spy and like no time at all. Mm-hmm. She's got to show her skills, man. And then everybody kind of disperses and and Lee takes after the young hitman. I remembered Uh, the young hitman. (laughs) And uh, and then uh, Billy takes after the older guy. And then Francine gets the uh, Rinna. So it's kind of a fair, more fair fight, I guess. And Billy's like, I'm not running after you. So I'm just going to give you a couple of warning shots. And then you're going to have to stop because I'm not chasing your ass. (laughs) (laughs) I liked uh, the the Francine stunt double. Round yeah, that was pretty kick. good. Like, it was pretty yeah. slick. And she didn't look like Mancine, you know. Yeah, it looked like it was an actual girl. Like I don't know if it truly was, but it looked like a female doing the the uh, the what's the word martial yeah. arts there. And poor Lee, poor Bruce had to get all wet in the in the in the, uh, the <laughs> pond there. <laughs> I thought he was running in the water. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's like running. Oh, he, he took a big uh, slug there. You could only run so much, though. Oh, he was going to drown that little bugger. Oh, and he gave him a left there. Usually he gives him a right. Hopefully this is just like an aesthetic pond in the front, not some uh, sedimentation pond oh, with waste. Oh, yuck. I'm watering a plant. 
It looks pretty clean. Yeah, I think it was just. Doesn't a this show. look like the same building they used for Static Aerospace in season four in Photo Finish? I thought it did. It does look similar. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it, is. it looks like it. <gasps> oh, that looks. What? The um. Hold on. Oh my goodness! Hold on. One sec, guys. Sorry. I I have that um that memorabilia, you know, from my memorabilia stuff of Scarecrow. I have a sign, and it looks kind of like that. And I just wanted to see if this is the same one. A water treatment plant oh. sign. Oh. So at forty two thirteen, if anybody can get there, the sign is very similar to the one I have. Slightly different though. The bus, the bus stop sign. So okay. I have. If you go on my site, I call me a cabin. The memorabilia and the Scarecrow Mrs. King memorabilia. There's a bus stop sign, but mine says Tar Creek Transit, which they maybe they painted over or something. I don't know, but because on the back of mine it says Scarecrow Mrs. King, and it says the year. Which let's see if this is eighty five. Oh, eleven eighty four. Which this was aired in January of 85. So that would make sense that it was maybe. Yeah, because the um, script is dated November of 84. I think maybe I, ha- I know which episode it's from. That's exciting. I know. I've been wondering and wondering and wondering. I think it's it's got to be from this episode, right? Maybe. Oh, sorry. I just I got excited there. Sorry. Let's just say yes. <laughs> Let's just say it is, so then you don't have to look for it ever again. <laughs> no, but... No, I don't know. I'll have to look at your site now and see Yeah, it's, it's like. on there. It's in the memorabilia and then Scarecrow Mrs. King, and it's, it's a big yellow sign. And then there's a front and back on it. Anyway, oh. so now we are at a bus stop, and the bus stops, and a gentleman comes out with a briefcase, and he's kind of unsure and and amanda walks over to him and she's like excuse me and he's she's like general my name is amanda king i think they probably informed you that i was supposed to meet you here she looks really pretty there very soft she goes oh it's all right don't be nervous my car is just on the street she's like so soft and gentle there all together like even like like she's talking to a scared yeah exactly and that's that's a perfect you know he was he's already scared so she's got that that calming uh way about her i love their acting when they come into larner's office into margaret and uh uh, the outer area where margaret is and he's got her arm he totally loves to manhandle her i swear to god (laughs) and he uh he's got her and then she's acting like she's just like she acts like she's guilty doesn't she (laughs) she's like playing it up i know but why would if she really didn't do it wouldn't she be like what are you doing i'm not you know oh they i'm sure they set it up before they walked in Oh, i know they did i'm just saying it's funny that she would pretend like she's the way she's acting is acting like a guilty person when she Oh, Margaret gotcha, would know yeah. she's not guilty, so wouldn't she be? Shouldn't she be acting like, "What is this about? I don't know what you're talking," you know, kind of thing. And she might just be mad that she's accused and being drugged in there. But yeah, it's interesting. I guess so. Like, how dare you? I would never do this. And the look on his face is so funny. Can you let him know we're here? And she's like, "Of course, Mr. Stetson. <laughs> Mr. Stetson is here with Mrs. King." <laughs> and Larner comes out. There's yellow flowers on the. On the um, filing cabinet. He goes, Scarecrow, everything all right? He goes, as planned. She goes, General Kerrigan is downstairs. Devereaux and Peterman have 
begun the debrief. He goes, well, that leaves only one more thing to take care of. Get her. Get her. Get her. She gets so indignant here. (laughs) He goes, Margaret Brock, I hereby place you under arrest for espionage. She goes, Mr. Larner, I, uh, I really don't understand what. And she's like totally trying to open her drawer. It's like, come on. Like, I love it, though, when the gig is up, like, she, her, like her demeanor totally. Yeah, she it. gets all hardened and she's like indignant mm-hmm. to him, you know. And then uh, so Lee grabs her gun out of there and uh, she stands up, takes off her glasses. She goes, it's not over. It's just over for me. <laughs> Lerner looks like he's going to throw up. He, she goes, excuse me, Margaret, but I just have to ask one question. <laughs> And she's like, she goes, how could you? She goes, do me a favor, Mrs. King. Spare me the how could you Margaret speech. (laughs) I did it for a cause I believe in. She's like, oh, well, okay. That answers that question. (laughs) He's like, get her out of my sight. Come on. But she was going to kill her. You just got a Amanda King. I mean, that is a little man. She's like, I'm really sorry, sir. He goes, so am I, Amanda. So am I. So now we're back at the agency again. And now they have to like, since they took out chunks of her life out of the files they have to now put them back in apparently (laughs) so she's like the day after christmas in 1978 oh i remember that very well (laughs) that's got to be like the biggest torture (laughs) for lee to have to sit there and have to listen to her ramble and then also type (laughs) i do like um the teal color she's been wearing in this episode i Uh love this one that teal blouse that's pretty her hair's shorter in this episode, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it just it seems different. definitely shorter. It's yeah. like, oh, we know what's coming now. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is this is the first attempt to cut it so that they don't have to cut mm-hmm, it all off. I think so. Jamie fell off his little wooden rocking horse that his father gave him for Christmas, and he chipped his little front tooth. When his real tooth grew in, he never had to wear braces. No braces. No. Eventually, he has to wear braces. Philip, Jamie wears miles. Jamie oh, I thought it was Jamie. Jamie I thought she was talking about Jamie. No, Jamie would have been born in 1978. Yes, he would. He was born in 75. No. One was born in 73 and one was born in 75. All right. That's right. Sorry. Math off. That's all right. But yeah, she said Philip fell off. Okay, I missed that part. <laughs> he's like, teeth? She goes, teeth are very important. <laughs> so they, they take a break because he's a little uh, stressed, I guess is the right word. And uh, to get some coffee. And then uh, Larner comes in and, you know, they kind of tie up everything. So she's pouring the coffee and and he's like uh, filling him in that Margaret's uh, trial is set up for next month. And Amanda explains that, you know, they were just reconstructing her file. He goes, it's slow going, but we're almost finished. Then we can close the book on Spiderweb. He's like, amen. She goes, well, there is just one more tiny little thing. They're like, what? And they're like, really, what's that? Well, sir, you know, the $50,000. That was deposited in my bank account. No, I like how she leads up to it. Like, the money that they deposited, you know, like, it wasn't really American money. was like, it's so cute. No, they say it. it. He goes, yeah, the Russians set it up for Margaret. And and, uh, she goes, well, was it in U.S. dollars? And they're like, yeah. She goes, so it was actually Russian money. They just made it into American dollars before they deposited it in my account. And they're like, yeah. She goes, if the money belonged to, to, to our government, well, gee, you know, I'd give it right back. And they're looking at each other. So funny. And he goes, Scarecrow? And she goes, I mean, you know, we certainly wouldn't want to give the Russians all that money, would we? <laughs> he goes, well, it's evidence. It must be evidence. And he's like, right. He's like, carry on. 
She goes, all right, thank you very much, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Today, they would track the money. Like, they would take the money and track it back to the source and get all the money. Give me all the money. They totally (laughs) would and shut the account down. Yeah, absolutely. I think this could just be hazard pay. There you go, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. If she would have kept her mouth shut, they would have probably forgotten about it. (laughs) Amanda? Yes. Uh, could you finish typing in the file update for me? Sure. Where are you going? I have to make a quick call to legal. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and then starts laughing. That's super cute. I really like that yeah. blouse. I want to get a blouse like that. I love that color. Yeah. It's a good color. <laughs> she's just, she's, she just cracks herself up. <laughs> That was a cute one. I've forgotten how much I liked this episode. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's a good one. I like it because it's a traditional espionage type of storyline. Yeah, a little whodunit and then a little little bit of feelings too because you see how much he believes in her and against all odds, you know? That's cute. It was a good one. And we still haven't seen the horrendous uh, haircut either. So that's always a positive. Ernie the camera brings you videos from the video vault for Spiderweb. This was a fun episode centered around defections, espionage, double agents, and yes, murder. (laughs) What was great about this episode was that it really highlighted the friendship between Amanda and Lee. You tell that Lee really would do anything to protect her and prevent her from being hurt by the accusations that she was double-crossing the agency. The song, That's What Friends Are For, by Dionne Warwick, illustrates this perfectly, and the video was created by Love S&K. At this point, Lee is committed to working with Amanda through the good and the bad times. He shows himself as a friend here in this episode, but also something more as he adds some unnecessary interrogation questions regarding her intentions with Bryce Topping. The song is Stuck in the Middle with You by Steeler's Wheel, and the video, full of season two clips of friendship and partnerships, was put together by Moxie's SK Vids. There always seems to be clowns to the left and jokers to the right, and Lee wants to be stuck right in the middle of it with Amanda. These videos are on YouTube, and we have provided links on our website at mkcpodcast.com. It is time for Donnie's Bookshelf once again, and we have two great stories to share with you that tie into this episode. The first one is written by Beth, and it's called Lee Stetson, Firefighter, and it can be found at smkfanfic.net. And it is in Spiderweb where Amanda mentions she had a kitchen fire in 1982. This author decided that Lee and Amanda could have perhaps met before the first time. Our second recommendation is written by Debbie Lynn in 2012 and is called A Conversation with Harry. And it can be found on fanfic.net. Lee needs a sounding board before he has to go search Amanda's home. So who does he turn to? His old pal and mentor, Harry V. Thornton. As always, both of these stories can be found on our website in the show notes at mkcpodcast.com. You can also find the first one on smkfanfic.net and the second one on fanfiction.net. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the espionage episode Spiderweb. We hope you will join us next time for Murder in Politics and an appearance by Lee's girlfriend, Randy Baby, in Season 2, Episode 14, A Little Sex, A Little Scandal. Until then... Check out our website at mkcpodcast.com and Twitter and Facebook pages at 
MKC podcast for episode discussion and photos. If you haven't already, join our Facebook group for more detailed discussion and episode information. Until then, take care from all of us at Mrs. King's Chronicles. Bye. 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 Bye.